This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I keep hearing it's the end of the cycle or it's time for late cycle investing. And what exactly does that mean when they talk about it? Is that good or bad for those of us who are value investors? I thought I'd take a look at that this week because a lot of people are mentioning it now. And um, I keep seeing headline after headline. And if you don't know what it is, it can be kind of confusing. So let's dive into it. So late cycle usually means uh, what it means, that it's late in the investing cycle and that growth is slowing. So the go-go days are over and usually that means the go-go growth stocks are usually starting to wobble a bit as we actually have seen, even with that great rotation uh, trade that we just saw that lasted a couple of weeks. But alas, appears to be over now. But usually you start to have people questioning growth or with growth stocks, if they don't uh, basically continue to do the crazy growth that they were doing during the early and mid part of the cycle, uh, they get punished by Wall Street. And we've seen that with some of the big growth names. That's when you suddenly see like a sell-off of like 20 or 30% on an earnings report by one of the big growth names. And that's because uh, people suddenly are like, wait, earnings matter and maybe things are slowing here. So people start watching those earnings. They start watching revenue growth. Uh, it gets harder for companies to maintain and grow their margins. You have some little bit more dubious earnings growth too. Like early in the cycle, it's so easy because you're usually way down on your luck. You're coming out of the financial crisis, for instance, and um, it was fairly easy to just be growing both sales and earnings after you're in the seller, basically. So it's always easier to come off the the mat than it is later on when you're still trying to uh, match that kind of earnings or revenue growth many years later. And you may no longer have uh, the demand from the consumer, for instance, or a hot product, kind of like we've seen with Apple, that that company could be called a late, you know, in its late cycle here uh, because they just announced new iPhones and basically nobody really cared much. <laughs> and it's not giving them the bump it used to. And it's not giving the bump to earnings for sure that it used to. So that's kind of a sign of a late cycle in that company. But this is why in the late cycle, many investors often rotate out of those go-go growth stocks, as I'm calling them, and they rotate into these more defensive names to get ready for basically some people call it the end cycle or the recession where then you're going to have uh, the contraction in the economy and those earnings are going to decline and probably sales too. So... Um, they go into the defensive names to try to write it out. And we've seen some of that for sure in even 2018 and now again in 2019, 
where we have the utilities index trading near all-time highs. We have investors going into REITs because they were kind of beaten down and ignored, and they pay that big dividend usually. And so they're trying to hide out there in certain of the REITs, I should say. Um, but can investors still find good earnings quality even late in the cycle as we are here? And um, I thought I'd take a look around and see if I could find anything that uh, looked like decent earnings quality here, because usually value stocks are one place you can look in the late cycle. For whatever reason, that value stock is, as we know, being shunned by the street, Maybe the street is getting the story wrong with it. Maybe whatever impacted sales and earnings previously is turning around. Uh, you could see that somewhat with a lot of the commodities stocks, like say the fertilizer prices have come way down, so have the earnings, but now we're in a different cycle for fertilizer and the, the fertilizer prices are back up again. So now are the earnings, those stock look cheap, kind of the cyclical play, but uh, that could be somewhere to hide out depending on whether or not that commodity uh, will need, you know, have its... Uh, demand impacted it when there is a recession. So there's a lot of moving parts in trying to guess where you could hide out during um, the late cycle into the end cycle, so to speak, into the recession. But um, of course, if you're a long-term investor, you're really just looking for deals here because you're not really changing the makeup of your portfolio based on going into a recession. It does give you a buying opportunity in your favorite names. But if you're investing for 10 or 20 years, you're likely going to roll roll through at least one, maybe more recessions in that time period and several cycles during that time period. So in that case, uh, you're, you're not going to be buying and selling. You're going to try to stick with uh, the best companies you can find who can also ride through these recessions. So that's kind of similar to finding some companies that will be uh, good performers in the late cycle. So remember, in the late cycle, you want the earning superstars, basically. You don't want companies with a lot of debt or um, with credit issues because credit can tighten in a recession. Banks are less forgiving. It's harder to do secondaries to pay off, you know, loans that are coming due. All that stuff could happen. So I decided to take a look at a few companies. I didn't really run a screen to begin with, although I did, I did, a little bit later. Um, I'll get into that in a second. But I wanted to look at a couple companies that have been soaring in the early and mid cycles of this rally, basically, and whether or not we would want to hide out in them or still own them in the recession. Now, again, this is like more of the short term view and not necessarily looking at the longer term view. But a lot of people, myself included, have big gains in a lot of these stocks the big growth names that have really soared over the last five years or so. And a lot of people are asking, do I need to get out of this? Um, should I cash in my chips here? And where do I stand if we are in the late cycle? So the first stock I looked at is uh, one of the 
growth stocks in the medical industry and it's um, exact sciences exas is the ticker there and most people know them because they make the colonoscopy test that you can do at home and then you mail it in to test for colon cancer so they're trying to that that test is uh being marketed and a lot of doctors are adopting it now but they're trying to expand into other areas where they might be able to do some kind of testing as well that could you know catch cancers earlier in the um in their cycle and so maybe they could save some lives there but exact sciences even though they're growing their sales considerably they are not yet profitable they still have negative earnings uh expected for the next couple of years so in 2018 they lost a dollar 36 per share in 2019 they're expected to lose a dollar 74 and then 2020 they are expected to lose a do- um just 68 cents so it is going in the right direction from this year to next year even though this year is a little bit bigger loss than last year, if that makes any sense. So, but heading into 2020, as I said, they are um, expected to make, you know, considerable inroads in that earnings growth there. Their sales growth is growing pretty quickly. So 2019 sales up 78%. They expected to bring in 810 million in revenue. 2020, another 44%, 1.2 billion in revenue there. So a company like this, little more uh, dubious, I should say, in a late cycle because the street they, you know, has been giving them the benefit of the doubt. They've liked the growth. They see that huge sales growth. Uh, credit is easy. All of this is, you know, positive market sentiment, all of that. But this one would be harder to uh, hide out in, in a recession, basically. Um, so keep that in mind when you're looking at some of these medical companies. But I took a look at one that's a little bit older name and a little bit more established, also has had a great run here, Edwards Life Sciences. EW is a ticker there. They are the heart valve makers. And so they don't necessarily have a moat, so to speak, because there are other produ- or manufacturers of the heart valves. But they um, were the leader in this area. And you're always going to need heart surgery, basically. (laughs) Even in the middle of a recession, you're going to need some medical care, right? So the medical stocks, the healthcare stocks have been seen as defensive in the late cycle historically. But Edwards Life Sciences has had like a huge run here. Um, They're up over the last five years, 318% versus the S&P 500 at just 51%. So it's been a great performer for those of you who are in it. PE now is at 41. So it's still not cheap. It's still got that growth component. Earnings growth expected to be 13.6% this year and another 10.7% next year. Revenue growth, uh, pretty similar, 13.9% this year and 10.5% for 2020. And like I said, even in a recession, you're going to still need the heart valve pretty much. So something like this is a little more defensive. It's not cheap by any means here. And it it has pulled back a little bit in that great rotation play. But, um, you know, this is the kind of 
quality earnings you want to look for later in the cycle, especially if it does pull back and you can get it a lot cheaper. These are ones to keep on your list uh, for basically investing in the end cycle if you start to get uh, a real severe pullback, not just this great rotation one we just saw, but like a bigger one where that PE starts to come down a bit. Uh, so keep that in mind when you're looking at these. I also took a look at just the medical sector in general, and I tried to find value stocks because Edward Life Sciences isn't really one here at these levels, but um, I only got 14 stocks when I screened for the Zach's rank of one or two in the medical sector with a PE under 15. So it was pretty basic. And a lot of them were like the big drug uh, company stocks that we've seen have been pretty cheap, but some of them don't have much coming down the pike in their R&D. Uh, some of them have have issues with their big like flagship drugs that are kind of losing momentum here. And then we have this opioid, uh, lo these lawsuits going on with the opioids and maybe possible global settlements and all of that. So I kind of wanted to stay away from those, but two of the ones that were among the cheaper stocks were Bristol-Myers Squibb, BMY is the ticker there, and Amerisource Bergen, ABC is the ticker there. Uh, they both pay dividends, and they're both um, trading under the 15 times. But again, with all this, these global settlements and all this other stuff going on, you really have to uh, dig around and see if they have any exposure to it. And if they do, you might want to avoid the ones that you know could get hammered there in the opioid. But historically, a lot of the drug companies have been pretty good late cycle type of stocks and defensive because uh, you basically still need your drugs, right? You're going to still need your medications even in a recession. So that doesn't really slow down that much. So keep that in mind. And then I switched over because I was thinking, where else is there anything that's kind of values here that maybe was beaten down quite a bit? that I might be able to hide out in because it's already beaten down <laughs> and it may not get worse in a recession kind of environment. And well, we know one area that this does apply. And no, it's not retail because the retailers, even with their struggles right now, the consumer is still really strong. Imagine if the consumer just decided, hey, instead of spending $1,000 this Christmas, I'm only going to spend $500. What's that going to do to their earnings and their sales? So um, a lot of people think it's horrible times out there for the retailers, but they don't remember what a real recession is like. So um, no, I'm, I would not be in the retailers as my late cycle play to hide out unless it's one that has been already really demolished and really beaten down and could survive a recessionary type period. But I did take a look at energy. Now, the energy, they, they will see a decline as well in a recession because people will fly less, they drive less. 
all of that, we'll see, um, you know, pullback. Plus the, the companies that have like big chemical divisions, manufacturing will slow. The chemical side will also slow. Usually crude declines in a recession, the prices because demand is declining. And so normally I wouldn't necessarily want to hide out in energy, but energy is the worst industry on Wall Street and has been for several years. Now, it did just get a little bit of a boost when the Saudi production facility was attacked and the ener- or the uh, oil prices spiked, but now it seems to be giving back some of that as it looks like that production is not going to be out of commission for very long. So <laughs> crude is back heading south again to some extent, although it's been holding out for WTI between $50 and $60 for some time here now. So energy, very hated. Nobody wanted to buy these. and But on a recession, can they go lower? Of course they can, but um, it could be kind of an interesting play, like a counter play to the late cycle normal places you would hide out. So I took a look at some of the big caps here because I want the big ones who I know are going to survive, who have good balance sheets, good management. And when demand slows down, they've seen it before, they can manage it. And um, one of those would be an ExxonMobil, for instance, XOM is the ticker there. Their PE is actually a little bit higher than the value is indicating because we are starting to see a turnaround in those estimates. Whether or not this will hold, I don't know because we've seen this a couple times. Uh, in the last couple of years, but the PE now is 23.9 because while earnings are expected to be down 38% this year to $3.06, they are jumping up next year to $4.67, up 52% there. So, um, and the share price is now, you know, uh, seeing a little bit of surge here on the Saudi attacks. So, it's not super cheap, but this is normal at the bottom of the cycle for the PE to be higher on the energy stocks. Dividend yield, though, this is what you're really getting to just kind of be patient late in the cycle is 4.8% here. So that's pretty high. And Exxon has not cut its dividend for decades, and it did not during the financial crisis. So keep that in mind if you're looking for some place to hide out. Uh, some of these energy names might be the place. Another one is Occidental. This is just a big uh, E&P, but they do have a chemical division, so they don't have refining capabilities. OXY is the ticker there. Their PE is 15.6, so not quite as high, but they're not seeing the turnaround in earnings expected to be down 42% this year, another 24% next year, even with buying Anadarko. Um, still expected to be down, although I'm not sure the analysts have fully incorporated that uh, buyout yet. So we'll see if those change. And dividend yield, though, they haven't cut either, and they did not cut in the price plunge of 2015-2016. Dividend yield of 7% now. So pretty juicy there. They're trying to reward shareholders for the demise in the stock, but... Um, again, 
you want to own in late cycle companies that have a track record of surviving recessions, surviving the late cycle, and rewarding shareholders either with a dividend, a buyback, something to keep you in there while things look a little bit grim on the earnings front. So keep that in mind. And also keep in mind, you know, the Benjamin Graham question. How much? How much am I paying for these? And if we see the slowdown and we have another earnings recession and even a general economic recession, how much am I paying to own this company and generate those earnings and those sales? That becomes the key question here late in the cycle. We're not so much about the next greatest, coolest thing, how fast they're growing, all of that because late in the cycle means they've been doing, you know, the growth story for a while and um, now it's expected to slow. So people do start asking the Benjamin Graham question late in the cycle, how much, how much am I paying for any of this? And they're going to ask it with a lot of these healthcare stocks that have seen the boom too, like the two I just mentioned earlier. So keep that in mind, and uh, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the late cycle. They always talk about it on all the... Uh, financial shows and in the articles as like doom and gloom as like, oh, the party's coming to an end, late cycle investing. It's so awful, but it doesn't have to be. And you can find places to hang out in and um, especially the ones that are getting dividends so that you're rewarded. Even if the share price is coming back down, you can dollar cost average. You can consider it a buying opportunity, even though it will be hard during a recession to be buying when everybody's fleeing. But um, there's a lot to be said uh, to be excited about in late cycle investing. So don't let just that term or the bears get you down. So let's recap the stocks I talked about again here today. And you might want to check out some of them, um, at least just the ones you might want to hang out in. Or even if you own some of these, the ones you know, you're questioning whether or not you should move to the sidelines, that kind of thing. Listen in on their conference calls. Find out what they're seeing on the ground and um, what may be going on because that's the best way to know for us who are the laypersons, the non-analysts, about what's going on with some of these companies. So the first company I talked about was Exact Sciences. That's the colonoscopy test company. EXAS is the ticker there. Edwards Life Sciences is heart valves, and they've been soaring, but um, still doing double-digit growth on both earnings and sales. EW is the ticker there. Talked about a few of the drug uh, stocks, but you got to be careful with the opioid and and just even R and D and where the growth may come from. Uh, Bristol Myers Squibb BMY is the ticker, and Amerisource Bergen ABC is the ticker there. Uh, on energy, uh, stick with the big guys really, as if you're hiding out in them, I should say, because they're more likely to pay you that dividend and reward you for your patience. So we had Occidental OXY. 
and ExxonMobil XOM. So be sure to subscribe because I'm going to be covering all the action here. If we are late in the cycle, that means we could see some more interesting value plays here over the next couple of months or even six months to a year. And you don't want to miss a single episode. So you can get us now on Spotify. And I know a lot of you are over there. You can also get us on Apple Podcast and two for one, of course, on SoundCloud. But that's under the Zach's Market Edge name. So don't search for Value Investor if you're looking on SoundCloud. Find us under Zach's Market Edge and get two different podcasts for one subscription over there. But be sure to get us and I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.